We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cast. Good morning. A lot was going on in Alana Taylor's life a few years ago. She was under so much stress. At one point, she fainted in the grocery store, hit the cement floor hard. It turned out the episode got her connected to health care and got Taylor to thinking about what women over 40 need to be successful. That was the germ of Taylor's project as an Open Society Institute Baltimore community fellow. OSI Baltimore has supported for almost a quarter century incubating and executing ideas to improve life for underserved populations in the city. OSI Baltimore Fellows received $65,000 over 18 months, as well as mentoring and insurance coverage to bring their projects to life. In a few minutes, we'll learn about another OSI Baltimore Community Fellows' plans to make showers and hot meals available on the spot to people experiencing homelessness. First, we talk to Alana Taylor about her project. She founded the Bronze Girl Collective to connect black women over the age of 40 with education and resources to ensure their success. Welcome to On the Record, Alana. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Take me back to that time you fainted. What what was going on in your life? Oh, goodness. Um, at that time, I was underemployed. I, I mean, I was self-employed, but I didn't have any clients. I wasn't getting any work uh, in terms of doing grant writing or social media or event planning from nonprofit organizations. I was driving Lyft just to just to be able to survive at the time. So nothing was beneath me in terms of work. And I was stressed. And so one day it was hot. Apparently I must not have eaten too much. I must not have drank had that much water. And I decided to go for a walk and head to the grocery store. Um, Walking was one way of me managing my stress. So I went to the grocery store. And as I got through the checkout, I felt very um, lightheaded. So I went over to the coffee shop area in the grocery store to maybe get like a protein bar. And once I purchased it, that's when I blacked out. Um, And I fainted, hit the floor, had to get rushed to the emergency room. I was dreading being in the emergency room because I did not have health insurance. And actually, that whole incident was a blessing because that's when I got on Medicaid. And from Medicaid, I then uh, started with mental health therapy. And from then, life has, I mean, it's been on the up and up since then. So I'm a big proponent of therapy. Well, how did you get from there to the Bronze Girl Collective? Well, I just started making observations and started reading But I think the turning point for me was listening to Elizabeth White. um, She had a TED Talk. And I caught a glimpse of it on YouTube. And I I just broke down and cried because I just started therapy at this point. And things, I mean, it was, I was still feeling like I was at rock bottom in, you know, in terms of my finances and my consulting business. And I, I really felt like a failure. I felt like I should have been more advanced given my age at that point. I was 50. And Liz Liz White, um, I guess that TED Talk was based on her book, 55, Underemployed and Faking Normal. So that really, yes. that resonated with you. Oh my gosh. I, I would credit her with saving my life. 
My. I would cry. If I, if I ever meet her in person. Yeah. Yeah. It was really powerful. Um, she has a low key voice even, and just, but you know, her telling her story, it just resonated with me so much. And I felt like, wow, I'm not alone. And then I just started reading more information um, about issues impacting women as they age. And then in particularly black women and how a disproportionate, num a disproportionate number of us over the age of 65 live in poverty. About one third of black women over 65 are living in poverty. Oh. And poverty isn't just being financially broke. Um, there are other factors that lead to someone living below the poverty line. And I just realized if I didn't get myself together, I was gonna be that statistic. And so I just started hustling. I just really, I mean, I, I was, I, driving for Lyft, but I just started reaching out more uh, in terms of building up my consulting business. I had a, then a previous client contact me when she saw that I was doing workshops. I started doing workshops around nutrition and mental health. Like there's a connection between the foods we eat and improving our mental health. I just started on my own um, getting facilitators and a chef and having a couple of workshops around that topic. And I was posting about it on social media and a previous client called me up and said, you know, I would love to have you back. Oh, and then from there, I, um, my skill set just really narrowed down to grant writing it because I was very, I learned that I was very successful at that. I have about a 70% win rate. Well, that's your business life. Give us some details mm -hmm. about the Bronze Girl Collective. Okay. What what does programming look and feel like? Okay, so for that, um, taking my writing skills and my networking skills, um, I've already started talking to facilitators to uh, do really engaging workshops around meditation and mindfulness, um, bringing in a medical doctor who could talk about what exams you need to have over the age of 40 over the age of 50 and over the age of 60, what you need to start looking for. Um, so I have that on board around nutrition, how to make easy meals within 30 minutes that are nutritious, quick, fast, affordable. And one program is an entrepreneurship program. So I'm building that out with a couple of women. And that's the key thing. All my facilitators are gonna be black women over 40. This, they're going to look like the people they're serving. This is On the Record on WYPR. I'm Sheila Cast speaking with Alana Taylor. She's a 2022 Open Society Institute Baltimore Community Fellow. We're hearing details about her project, the Bronze Girl Collective. How do you plan to discover what participants need? I have developed a comprehensive survey. Um, I've received, again, feedback from other Black women over 40, about the survey, what to cover, what questions to ask, and how to ask them. So this week, I'm getting ready to launch that survey to uh, women I've recruited as Bronze Girl Collective ambassadors. These are Black women in my age group who have a email distribution list of other Black women, you know, over 40, and they're going to distribute the survey link and get the results back 
from that through SurveyMonkey. And so once I have that data, I can really plan better for uh, the workshops and truly meet the needs of the women. And is this more about creating new resources or drawing on what's already available in the community and then tailoring it? Yeah, drawing on what's available. So I've been doing my research on existing best practices and uh, other initiatives that are working, that are addressing the needs of Black women over 40. So there is um, Dr. Gail Porter and Dr. Marilyn Gaston. They're based in D.C. And they came up with a book called Prime Time. It's the African-American Woman's Complete Guide to Midlife Health and Wellness. So they focus on the health component, mental health, physical health, and spiritual health. I'm going to, I've already reached out to them to see if I can bring in their facilitators to do the workshops around the, the health and wellness. Um, there's also um, a, not an organization called the 40 Plus Double Dutch Club. Uh, they have an amazing Instagram account and they show Black women, they have their ages on the back of their shirt. So you see, you know, 42, you see 65, <laughs> you see 70, you know, that you see their age on the back like a sports jersey. Uh-huh. And they're doing double dutch and hula hooping, line dancing, um, just a lot of physical activity um, and enjoying each other's company. So I'm going to tap into them. They have a Baltimore chapter. So where are you in the process of all this? I'm in the process of launching the survey and getting those results in coming through SurveyMonkey. Um, so as the results come in, I'm analyzing them, seeing what the needs are for the women and beginning to structure uh, the workshop. So I have some um, anecdotal information from some of the women, you know, some based on informal conversations. So I could start some of my planning, but I would really finalize everything once I get the survey results in by the end of December. And how will you measure success? I mean, what what is the goal? What I'm thinking is uh, before each activity, whether it's going to be a cooking class or the entrepreneurship program, or even doing some outdoor activities, um, survey the women as far as what their take is on that given subject. So if it's, if it's about cooking and nutrition, where do they stand on cooking and nutrition? What is it that they know? What is it that they're doing? So that's my baseline uh, information that I have from them prior to a workshop. Then after the workshop, do another survey. But more importantly, checking in with them a month later to see if they retain and they're using the information they gain at the workshop. And I see if they're not, then that shows me that there has to be ongoing education, whether I'm sending out um, uh, blog articles to them about the topic, um, staying in touch with them, maybe on a weekly basis, ensuring that they are retaining the information, but more importantly, using the information that they're gaining from the workshops. What are your greatest hopes for the Bronze Girl Collective? Greatest hope is having maybe at least five testimonials from women who say that the Bronze Girl Collective made a great impact in their life, whether it was to start a business or they developed the habit of working out and getting exercise 
three to four times a week, or they have more confidence in their relationships with others that they feel that they have gained success, um, that they don't feel like they are a failure in comparison to their peers. Um, I would love to hear a testimony, just uh, a testimony about someone just doing better in terms of their mental health, that they are seeing a therapist, that they're not scared of that like they were before, that uh, uh, they don't have an issue because there is still some stigma in the Black community around mental health treatment. So I'd love to get a testimonial around that. Big plans, big dreams. I wish you well. Thank you so much. Alana Taylor is a 2022 Open Society Institute Baltimore Community Fellow. She'll receive $65,000 over 18 months to develop the Bronze Girl Collective, a series of tailored workshops to connect black women over 40 with education and resources that ensure their mental and physical health and their success. Short break now on the record. When we're back, we'll hear about a mobile service meeting people who are homeless where they are with hot meals and showers. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us. Welcome back to On The Record. I'm Sheila Cast. When most people look at a bus, they see a mode of transportation. Our next guest looks at a bus and sees a potential mobile shower unit. Bria Evans is one of the 2022 Open Society Institute Baltimore Community Fellows. This year's 11 fellows will receive $65,000 to fund their work, a show of support for their track records of thinking big and thinking creatively. Their concepts are wildly different, but the projects they design share one thing in common. They assist an underserved community in need. Welcome to On the Record, Bria. Good morning. How are you? I'm great. Your OSA project is called Fresh Start Mobile Services. Tell us about it. So yes, Fresh Start Mobile Services will help better the network of clients we already successfully built through our uh, mail distribution program. So Fresh Start Mobile Services will be mobile showers. Okay, so this this phrase that is consuming your life these days is new to most of us, mobile shower. First of all, where did that idea come from? So... Um, a friend of mine, we were actually going to host a two-day weekend where we rent out mobile um, shower trailers and host an event for the homeless. But um, the MTA has a donation program where they donate vehicles to nonprofit organizations where they see would be useful. So we applied for this program and were awarded three buses. So we said instead of having the weekend thing, we can always have mobile showers year-round for the homeless. What's the vision behind this project? Our vision basically is to bring these services uh, directly to our um, unsheltered neighbors, like providing them with the experience where they can take a hot shower, you know, get something to eat and connect with some of the resources that could be a support for them all in one location. So these are like full-size buses? This is like the MTA shuttle bus. 
like um, mobility shuttle bus. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, so not the full-size one, but the shuttle size, yes. First, before I ask you to describe the unit, and I really want to get a picture of that, but of all the things that people need, why showers? Showers are very important because um, when I'm out in the field and I'm talking to the people that I'm dealing with, they feel as though a shower a shower would be great for them to go out and access the things that they need, such as riding public transportation, going out to apply for jobs, seeking medical treatment, even mental health services. So a shower a day is very good in helping someone boost their self-confidence when they're going out to get these services that they need. How does not having access to a shower get in the way of people trying to move ahead in their lives? It becomes really frustrating because nobody won't give them the time or the attention that they need because of their odor or how they look. Hygiene is very important. So these mobile units, describe to me what it's going to look like. They're going to have two showers in each one. When I say two showers, meaning like two stalls. So one entrance is going to be through the front door and the second entrance is going to be the back door. So when we get to the location, we're going to open up the back door and attach steps because the front door already has steps. On the side, there will be a box attached to it. In the box, there will be a water heater and a tank for the gray water. Gray water is like the dirty shower water, which will be transported and dumped later at the waste management company. And then on top of the sh- on top of the shuttle bus, there will be a water tank, which is which holds the clean water. So each member will come and receive like a hygiene pack, which will include like toothbrush, toothpaste, body wash, lotion, clean towel. And they'll get roughly around 12 to 15 minutes to take a shower. And then they'll come out and then get some services they may, he- may need. As far as like mental health services, um, any clothing that they may need once they get out. All at that same location. I can't even imagine what it takes to transform a bus into a mobile shower. I get the picture you described, but how are you getting from here to there? So um, basically, we already started the process. Uh, I had a team of volunteers come out, and we basically gutted out the inside of the shuttle bus. And then I teamed up with a plumber and a carpenter. They drew out the blueprints of how the um, inside is going to be designed and how the plumbing system is actually going to work. So it's kind of like in the works now. Um, The gutter just got finished probably about a week ago. So now the plumbing is going in and doing the necessary things so that the carpenter can come in and start building. So some of it's volunteer work and a lot of it is professional work that you're paying for, right? Yes. That's Bria Evans on the record on WYPR. I'm Sheila Cast. Evans was recently named a 2022 Open Society Institute Baltimore Community Fellow and received a grant to develop Fresh Start Mobile Services, providing hot meals and showers to homeless camps in the city. I, I hadn't actually asked you about that. One of the services after the shower is a hot meal? Yes. So right now I already go out each Sunday and I distribute meals. I started off with 40 plates back in about 2017. 
it's 2022 now, so I'm able to go out every Sunday and feed over 200 to 250 plates to 10 different encampments in Baltimore City. Wow. Yes. <laughs> and it, are you going to amplify that as part of Fresh Start Mobile Services? So I plan to actually go out two times a week at two different locations having about 30 showers. So that's projected to be about 240 showers a month. So at every location where someone comes to take a shower, they're also offered a hot meal. So like hot meals will be on site. When you look ahead, how will you know if or when Fresh Start Mobile Services is a success? When I know that um, a lot of folks that I will see on a daily basis are coming to me, telling me the stories of what 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 has changed for them, along with the resources and the support that you know Haven for the Homeless will be given. As you said, you've been serving meals at, at homeless encampments since 2017. What drives your passion for the work? I always wanted to give back. Like growing up, I'm 29, so growing up, I had two different experiences dealing with the homeless. One one was good and one was bad. Um, the bad experience, basically, um, me and a group of friends were on our way to the movies and the homeless guy stopped us and asked us for change. Uh, so we, you know, put out a couple of dollars together that we had and gave them, gave him the money. So we pursu- pursued and went on to walk to the subway and the guy started chasing us. Hmm. So, of course, we ran all the way to the subway station and never th- thought back about turning around but then at that moment I was like I cannot deal with the homeless like I don't know what their intentions are I'm just not going to say nothing if they ask me for enough for something I don't have it so that was one thing but then I had a good experience with a guy named Lonnie he's right if you're familiar with the Baltimore city area right there on Martin Luther King and Mulberry um every time I seen Lonnie if I had change for him, if I had food for him, or if I didn't have anything for him, he was just like always in good spirits. This one time, um, I seen Lonnie, he offered me to eat crabs with him. <laughs> and I, I didn't eat the crabs with him, but I did pull over, got out the car, and we chopped it up for a little bit. And right then and there, like, I told myself, like, you never know what a person is going through until you actually really know. So after that conversation, I was like, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to step outside my comfort zone and see what I could do possibly to help the homeless community. And ever since then, that's what I've been doing. And I'm sure there are days when there are setbacks and obstacles. What what keeps you going? Uh, just It's just my passion for helping people. Like, it don't matter the situation, whether it's the homeless people. Um, my, my background, um, I did a lot of physical therapy. So just to see the change, like, you can really make a person day. Like, you, you just don't know. So that's just my drive, like, may, being able to help someone get through whatever it is that they're getting through or just putting a smile on a person's face or you just don't know. So that's what that's my drive. And um, I've I've had like a recent couple that I've been dealing with for the past two years who were homeless two years ago. And now they have their own apartment. 
they both have jobs and they doing good and we still in connect so it's just like i i love to see that and i, I was a big help for them during that time when they when they were homeless so i just love that's just my passion i love to help people so that's what really keeps me going well i'm grateful to you for telling us about this project and and good luck with it thank you so much and i thank you for for you guys for having me on the show this morning Bria Evans is a 2022 OSI Baltimore Community Fellow. Over the next 18 months, she will develop Fresh Start Mobile Services, delivering hot meals and showers to homeless encampments across the city. We've got more information about Evans' project and the 10 other OSI Fellows' plans at the On the Record page at wypr.org. I'm Sheila Cast. Glad you're with us on the record. Join us again tomorrow.